Yo, 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 what's up all you burner stoners and potters and especially all you gardeners out there. This is Mr. Wee Man and Big Girl with the Grow Hour. Big Girl, my brother. How the hell are you? What's up, dude? I'm doing really good, dude. And how are you? I'm doing great, man, because we're about to get baked together. And once again, once again, we are smoking the same strain. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we are smoking Nightmare OG, which is grown by you. You want to give a little uh, okay. little talk on this Nightmare? I, I, I'll let you talk about it before I, I tell everybody how good it is. Sure, yeah. It's it's a true OG. Uh, grows like one, smokes like one. Super fucking, I wouldn't even call it gassy. Just very, well, I mean, I don't know, what would you call it on the bag? Not, not I'd call, gassy. I, I, I'd call it delicious. <laughs> no, not really gassy, but I would say it has that funk, that good funky yeah. skunk taste to it. You know, sure. um, the smell is in the jar is fucking out of this world. The terps on it are, are just craziness. But what I really enjoy about it is the lovely high of being such a down, like mellow strain. Yeah. It still keeps my mind pretty alert. And and thinking, not overthinking, just it keeps me clear, I should say, to be able to talk and function. But then when I want to lay down and go to bed, it calms me. It, it's a nice calming strain, too. So it, it does keep you, uh, it doesn't like couch lock you, I should yeah. say. It relaxes me, which yeah, I like. I like can't ask for anything better than that. Yeah. No, it's it's you're right. It's it's a really good smoke. That's why I kept it. It's one of the very few plants I've had that's not my selection or my cross. <laughs> it was somebody else's selection. First time I grew it out, I was like, man, it's special. This is nice. I'm gonna keep it for a while. Um, but yeah, I well, love it. I, I, it I got the first grow from you when you did it. I don't know if it was your first one, but you bought it over a while ago, and then you brought some over again. This last time you stopped by, and both both of them were fucking phenomenal. I mean, I love them both. You know, yeah. There, it's gonna be the first fem, the first fem project. I, I have a plant sitting to the side right now, um, ready for some spray to to reverse her. So that's gonna be the first project. She's gonna hit all all the favorites that that been coming through. Reverse, reverse. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Throw that. Throw that. No more mails for you. No, no. But I, I have in the hopper right now, which is that blueberry soda. Excuse me, which I love that strain. Smoking it, and I found a seed, and she, she's a she. She's a lady. Nice. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She's a lady. And you, we talked to uh, UFO, and that was from him, right? Is that his genetics? So the blueberry soda is his UFOs. I can't believe we didn't talk about it with him on the show because we talk about mm-hmm. it all the time. Um. And that cross that's in there is probably because I didn't see that last run that that plant came from. I didn't see any herm or anything. Um, so it probably was me mishandling my males because my breeding tent's five feet away from my flowering root door. Um, so there was only it was only one seed. Only oh, one. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it was just a, a random stray lucky pollen from either the sour strawberry from bog uh, or the peach stank. So. It's gonna we'll be see. a. It's gonna. We're gonna have to call it something funny. So if it's it, it's uh, yeah. blueberry soda, would you say the strawberry what? Either either the, the the times that that was going, the males I had going was the strawberry sour strawberry, or peach stank. 
Both males mm. were going at the same time. Be a time. fun name. Whoever can come up with a name yeah. for that, DM Big Earl and I. Uh, once it's all grown, you'll uh, if if you're in Illinois, I'll light you up a couple of joints if you can come up with a cool name for yeah. for this uh, <laughs> for this strain. Yeah. So, but I sent you a picture uh, of it today, yeah. and I sent you a picture back on Halloween. Way bigger. And yeah, right. And yeah. I and I topped it uh, two days ago. And and all, but I mean, I can't believe how much she's grown. She's a female. Uh, she's got female parts already, so I know it's a female. And I don't see any balls, so which is great. But she took off in the last like three or four days, like like a bat out of hell. She going? Yeah. And I used your nutrients today for the first right. time on her, so it's great. So it'll be that three day sesh with her with the, with the nutrients from Big Girls Nutrients line. And I'm excited because it's the first time I'm using a Nutrient. And then I, I replanted three of the uh, Lebanese Land Day strain, Chill Wine Haze Lebanese Land Day strains because the other three I planted were males. Yeah. And it was a bummer because they were looking really nice. And uh, uh, so I got three more in the hopper. They all sprouted. They're all probably like that big. Nice. So it would probably be a couple of weeks before I know if they're male or females. But Hopefully all ladies I hope so. Even if even if only two out of the three, it's fine. I'm happy because I have four in the tent, and I don't know how I'm going to fit four in a tent. I might have to put, I might have to find somebody to take one of those land strains and put it in their tent. Yeah. Um, my buddy uh, T the Tech, he's got his tent going right now. He's almost done with those autos, the uh, the one from Hummingbird and you. Um, the right. um, yeah, so he's almost done. Uh, I think he's about to chop them and put it, uh, hang them to dry. So. Hell yeah. So so be perfect because if those three are all turn out to be females, I could throw one in his tent. So yeah, I, got sure, love I, that. I got protection. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Overages. Mm. But yeah, it's always a bummer getting the, the males. Um but you know, I'm working on some feminizing stuff. I, I, and- listen, man, I will have to say this. As much as I was bummed out because of the whole time thing, those males were gorgeous. I pr- if I had another tent to breed, I would have put those in there and then grabbed a female and shucked the shit out of that, you know, and shucked the hell out of it. So, I mean, but they were, I mean, I sent you, I sent you a couple pics. Yeah. They were gorgeous. They were gorgeous males. I, I, I wish I was closer to you because I would have bought them over to you. I know you could have probably done something with them, you know? Random. Yeah. yeah you probably off them or something. I did a, the- um, it was a volunteer. I think I talked about this already, uh, this year outside that was, Either the Chilled Wine Haze Lebanese Land Race or the Northern Lights Lebanese. Um, and man, they are, yeah, they're just so strong. That that land race in there. Really good. And they didn't start the thing that made me nervous, they didn't start out strong. Remember, I sent you pictures, but I think I had the light just a little too far away, uh, which normally I keep it around 24 inches when they're when they're that 30 inches. And I think I had it a little too far. Um, unfortunately, so that so at first, remember I sent you pictures, the 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 uh the stems were so weak looking. I'm like, what's what? What am I doing wrong? Yeah, then I lowered the light a little bit more, but I also had problems with my humidity, and I had to put a I had to put a uh, uh, another plastic cup over it to keep the humidity in there for a minute. So that first like two, because my humidifier broke, the first two weeks that I grow was was a struggle. Yeah. And uh, but as soon as I got that humid the new humidifier in there, and I got everything going right, that's what it was. I didn't have my light too far away. It was the humidity and the fucking plastic cup. We talked about this. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and it fucked it up, and. Uh, but once I got the, humid, the new humidifier and I got the humidifier, this new humidifier I got is banging. It, it keeps it right where I want it, man. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. um, and looking at it now, looking at those, after I had everything, all the atmosphere and everything right in there, they took off. And 
man, the, the stems got thick within like two to three weeks. It was like five weeks and those things look beautiful. Nice. And I called you, I'm like, they're fucking males. <laughs> Every single one. You're like, you're like, wow, that quick. Because at first they had, well, they had a, one of them had a female part on it. Remember I said, oh, I think it's a, one of those, this one's a female. And you said, oh, nice. What about the other two? I'm like, I don't know, not showing yet. And then like a, a couple of days later, maybe like three or four days later, I'm like, I think it, they're males, man. I think all yeah. three of her males because I saw the little ball. I, and I, you we were talking. I could tell pretty quickly now with that p- time period whether they're going to be male or female. And I'm like – and I text you. I'm like, they're fucking males. You're like, oh, really? I'm like, yes. He goes – and you said what happens? Sometimes that happens where they'll show a female part first but bounce into a male. You know, I think some, – didn't you say that or something like that? I can't remember. They, we were, yeah, it's just – they all kind of – it's hard to tell at first for sure. Right. Um, a lot of times I'll let them like wait for them to go and I'll flip them. And so I either flip them or I try to stress them really hard um, because I've had times where I thought maybe I said, oh, this is a male too early. And I ended up getting a really, really terrible numbers. And where I was like, man, I must have, you know, either I got really unlucky a few times or I was making my predictions off of something that wasn't right. You know, I thought I was seeing that wasn't there. Yeah. I mean, I know you could tell like the females because the little white pistols that come out of the stem, you know, or you could tell if it's a male because the balls will start growing in between the stem. But I'm able to tell now in the dead center of the of the center of the plant, the 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 the, the one growing in the middle, I can tell right very top one within pretty much spot on now. Like I haven't missed yet. And since I learned since I learned what to look for. And it's really weird because when I, when I can tell when, when it's looking like a male, they're different than a female. And I might be totally wrong, so I'm sure I'm going to get corrected, but I am the fucking newbie grower. And this is, you know, as I've been learning the last, you know, few years uh, since 2020, um, that the male, though, grows differently in the center than the female at a certain point, like within five to six weeks of that that plant growing. I could tell a difference between a male and a female in the center. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I've never we should, to, we should look that up. I'll have to take a picture next time and show you the difference. I'll have to take a picture of this female now. Uh or shit. Uh well, it's a different strain, but the landrate, but who knows? I'll take a picture of this female that I have now. And then when those landrate strains, if any of them turn into a male, I'll take a picture. And we can see the difference. Predetermined, see what happens. What I'm talking about, yeah. If I'm yeah. right or wrong, I could yeah. be. I could be out of my fucking mind. But I've known this is like my my. I knew the outdoor grow when we were doing the outdoor stuff. Uh, I knew that Mrs. Weeman had a female. Yeah. Within like five to six weeks, I knew. I'm like, that's a male. She's like, how do you could tell? She goes, not, I don't see any balls. I'm like, I could tell by the center between your three females, the two females you have here. I could tell oh, that those two different. are females. This one's totally different in the dead center of the plant. Yeah. Yeah. We have to, um, I've never, I, I, anytime I try to do it beyond just being like, I'm just going to, when I can stress them real hard. Um, and I've done that before for sure. Keep them in a solo cup for a while. And I could have stressed them too because of the humidity was all fucked up for a minute there. And I had to put those solo cups on there. And I did what you told me to do, like take, take the solo cup and move it just a little bit. 
to adjust to what's yeah. going on in the tent the and that's what yeah. that's what i did but i think i've still stressed it out because it went yeah. from having no humidity in there it was like down like it, it got cold it was a little chilly out it was dry as fuck it was like that two weeks it was real dry and uh out at the end of august early september and uh so the humidity was all fucked up you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. so when your humidity goes down it was at 55 60 62 maybe at the high with the excited shitty humidifier the new one now is banging but uh to 30 percent, and that's when i was spraying the inside of the cup fucking just like oh my god remember i think i was fucking calling you i was like dude i'm fucking dying here no way (laughs) it hurts man i've lost plants because of that you know you go to bring out a clone or something and you don't realize it's the first real cold day of the year and the humidity is at 30 percent or something and you go from something huge to something low and it can just so it could straight, could have stressed it but i have to say though and i, t- I think i've said this earlier in the sh- in the show they were good looking plants once they recovered those i'm bummed that they were males don't get me wrong but they were good looking males yeah i'm glad you like them yeah so dude, the, that lebanese land race was strong as fuck it, um, it rebound nicely yeah. yeah rebound cool. really nice um i know i sent you a couple of pictures i wish i had some more i wish i i should have posted those pictures but yeah if i don't i don't mind i mean it's a bummer but i don't mind because it taught me some good lessons and if i learn from each grow what i did wrong and i can put it in my notes because like i keep track on my phone you know with all the with all the notes on my little notes fucking app you got and you just put every one of my grows of just like this is what happened this is what happened this is what i watered today this is what i'm looking at so every grow i can go back and learn what i did and and instead of writing in a notebook it's just easier for me to have my phone right next to me going okay today is this date uh plants looking nice watered soils looking good it's still wet didn't need you know whatever i just put a couple like one little two little sentences or sometimes i don't put a sentence at all i just put watered you know because I didn't really need to do much. They look good, you know. I'm not gonna say I sang to them or talked to them in my notes or anything yeah. like that. I do that a lot anyway. But <laughs> yeah. a little jingle, yeah. So you know, you show them love. But uh, but you know that it, it was it was good. It's a learning experience for yeah. me. You know, as much as I I it, it caught it early enough to where it wasn't like you know two months into the grow and all of a sudden it all fell apart yeah yeah that you know i was five weeks in from 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 germination you know what i'm saying yeah. to to that and they look great from like the fuck up to where they were so the this i thought the stem wasn't gonna the stem i thought the stem was just gonna fall apart because it didn't look right but i knew my mistakes and talking with you so that's the whole thing you learn from what you did if you're keeping track and you keep a nice little note notes of what you might have did wrong or you remember what you did wrong you learn from that and then you'd be like okay this next girl i'm gonna be better and i'm gonna get better at it and you know i'm not yeah. perfect i'm sure some of the best growers in the world and some of the the newbies like myself have fucked up along the way a few two three hundred times you know <laughs> oh yeah for sure, dude. no matter how good of a gardener you are when you're dealing with uh dialing in your atmosphere like you might be able to predict some things early but it's all about you know just reacting a lot of the time like you don't know when, when a humidifier is gonna shit on you yeah <laughs> you and- know like you just try to react at that point Oh, I was spraying the walls of the tent down. I had like five cups in there, you know, with water filled yeah. to the wa- filled to the brim with water, like medium hot, so it would get yeah. the steam out and shit. I was doing everything. It did none of it fucking worked. It's, I mean, you know, I could have, I could have, like, I don't know. I, 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 but I was happy with what I learned, and I was happy that the males look so pretty. 
Yeah. I have so. found the most heartbreaking, like, because males a lot of times look the best early. Their whole function out in the wild is to grow really fast early, getting on top of all the rest of the plants, release their pollen as high as they possibly can, catch as much wind as they possibly can kind of shit. And so it's always those ones where you're like, oh, this one looks so good. <laughs> it's always those ones. And you're like, oh, this is the, uh, you know, one out of four will be a female or something, you know, but. When I grew that Majin Fujita and I had that male, I put I put one outside and well actually I put two and one turn and uh one turned into a male pretty quick, I, I realized in the second one. And this is I think this was the girl I realized uh where I got better at telling a male or a female. Uh the second one though I couldn't tell yet. And uh and all of a sudden it got huge. It was like six feet tall. This thing was a beaut. And I'm praying, I'm like, please be a female, please be a female, you're too pretty. Please, please. I mean, big, nice, beautiful leaves. I was I mean, this yeah. plant was looking gorgeous. And then the, I saw the balls. I'm like, mother. But yeah. you know what? I put it in the garage and I finished it off in the garage just because I wanted to see. And and remember, I was I tried to collect it. I wouldn't have seen you in time to get you pollen. So I mean um and i should have sprinkled a little bit on my indoor grow but i was afraid to so i was and know how to really like take care of that but those were pretty males too and i let that thing get six feet tall and the leaves and the pollen that was coming at me it was yeah. it was pretty and i put it in my garage so i wouldn't fuck up anybody else's grow in the neighborhood if they were growing in the neighborhood outdoors so i put it in the garage and finished it off put it by the window so there was sun because there's always sun coming in my garage you know so it was just nice to watch a full male bloom and then have to put it to rest yeah it yeah, was no, neat it's, it's a different experience because you're not uh those male flowers will 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 uh, the male sacks will add it like bunch up like flowers i don't know if that imagine did but when you get to a full mature male they almost look like the female flowers a lot of the times because there's so many of them bunched on top of each other yeah it's so um, pretty so cool but what's cool is the last three episodes we had which was some really dope breeders so they helped they helped us put this this whole thing together, this yeah. whole breeding segment. Even we had Turp on in the beginning, talk about breeding, and then now we had Scapegoat, we had Seattle Chronic Seeds, and we have UFO Genetics, and all three were so cool and so different. One, personality-wise, all three were different. It was great to learn about them as a person, as a human being. Um, how they all got their start was amazing. You know, what year? They've all been doing it for a long time. They all seem to be roughly that same age, you know, um, you know, started in the 90s, late 80s, 90s, and have been running ever since. And uh, it's really neat to hear the stories of what, what, how they got this start. All three were way different. You know, all stories of how they got their start in, in the industry was way different Two, how they learned where they had to move around from to get to where they're at today. Uh, and then what they created some of their, some of their, some of their like stars, I guess you would call it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know? They've all created a lot and they've been creating for a long time, like you said. And uh, we were really lucky to have them all on. They were all really awesome. Um, I think they put together a really cool three-part segment because it's like before, during and after, like if you've thought about making seeds, you've made seeds a few times you know even if you've been making seeds, you know i learned a bunch and i've been making seeds for a long for years you know and these guys are just you know the the they're geez, the cream of the crop packs of seeds the cream of the crop yeah i've had, I've <laughs> had you want to call it. their seeds forever and it was, right. it was really cool to talk with them and hear um their differences 
Um, but yeah, it was really cool. I was really glad they're on. I'm excited for the burp in the bags too. Yeah, and then the round table. So what we're gonna do is wrap this whole segment up here and uh, wrap it all, put it all in a nice little paper brown bag, and we're gonna, or put it all in a little fucking rolling paper, and we're gonna wrap, we're gonna roll it up and, up. and blow that yeah. big cloud out. So that's what we're gonna do here. So scapegoat. And his segment was before you start making seeds. And what I kind of took from that talk, uh, one was allegedly he does a lot or he doesn't do a lot. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> so allegedly he, he really is uh, an OG, but really what he did was teach on that segment was how to get that start. Like how to like, where do you get your start if you really want to take this on? And and don't forget, if you're just taking it on, you're not going to make any money for a while. Yeah. And realize that now, because if you put that in your head, going, I have to, I have to perfect my trade. Because we were talking, he's like, it's not even always about perfecting the trade, but get building your brand is not easy. Also, which we'll get into later. But he really broke it down on. Listen, if it's about the passion that's going to get you through the rough times. And that's yeah. what I took from scapegoat. I, I can't wait to have him back on for burping in the bag. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, I can't wait to get some seeds from all three of these gents and, and grow, but that's what I took. What did you get from Earl? Yeah, I think that was pretty spot on. I think it was, you know, you gotta, before you start any of this, it starts before you even try to make a seed. You have to be a part of the community, not only to have people that are going to eventually want to be a part of your brand or support you or run your seeds, um, but to support them and to see what they're doing and to learn, um, especially from the current makers, the, 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 the scapegoats and the chronics and the UFOs, um, learn from them. And, and this is a perfect example of all that, I think. Um, and through that, when you're passionate, like you were saying, you're going to build a niche. People are going to see your passion. Uh, they're going to want to support it. They're going to want to be a part of it. And um, if you're doing it like that, you're probably going to have a pretty good, unique product. Like it's going to be what you like, what you make, what you put into it, but it's going to start before just accidentally pollinating a room or before just throwing your first mail in. It's got to start, you know, by trying to be a part of the people who have been a part of it for a long time. Is that what I got out of it the most, I think. Yeah, I thought it was great. Can't wait to have him back on. Seattle Chronic Seeds, Captain Steubing, the love boat. <laughs> I like I like Captain Steubing a lot. I related with him a lot. I uh I really liked his 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 integrity of the plant. And his was making the seeds. So we went from how do you get your start to now he went to really in depth. If you have not listened to that episode, he went deep in depth on how to make seeds. And uh, he, 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 he knew his shit. I mean, like he didn't miss a beat in the conversation at all on what we had asked him. Yeah. You know, and I, and that was enjoyable just to sit back and listen. I didn't have to say much on that episode. I didn't have to lead the conversation. He was spot on on what he knew his topic was. And I appreciate that. Cause that's professionalism, first and foremost. Yeah. And you, you know that someone's been doing it for a long time where he started in just a garden learning. You know, just he started at the bottom. 
<laughs> you know, 20 plus years ago, you know, and, and worked his way up. There was not uh, uh, an ounce of not him doing it from the, from the bottom up, which is very appreciative. Like that was his college basically, you know? Yeah. So another one that has a passion for the plant. Um, but I liked how he broke it down to way, how you get started and to how you finished it to the end. I mean, uh, I think he gave a lot of really good knowledge. I, I, I'm serious. You need to go listen to that episode. It's It was really, really good. And his bourbon in the bag. I think the three we're going to have on their bourbon in the bag. So we told them this is your this is your show. You talk whatever you want to talk about. We're just going to listen and get baked and learn. So I think his show is going to be spectacular. I can't wait to have him on for that. So uh, what did you what did you do? What was the takeaway you got? I was um... – Man, that was a show I was coming in and out, and, like, uh, I apologize for that. That was so awful. But I think I got the most is that there's just a lot of ways to make and harvest and dry seeds. Like, and, yeah, you know there's a lot of different setups and a lot of different – but even, like, cutting down and how you how you physically dry and how you're, like, aging and all kinds of stuff. Um, and it's another example. Um, you know, find people who have done it, listen to them. And make sure, I think one of the biggest things is make sure there's an intention to your cross. You know, um, he was strictly making seeds, you know, but just when you're making a cross, put an intention in there. Try to try to accomplish something with it. And I think as long as you're doing that, uh, you're going to end up with something really cool. Um, that's what I took out of there, I think. Most. Yeah, I agree. I think it's great. UFO Genetics, another OG. And he talked about the seeds are made. Now, what the fuck do you do with them? <laughs> That's a huge thing right now with everybody. It's hard to sell seeds, dude. His show is great. Take that as mentorship and run with it. If you even I took some things out of it for, and I don't even grow seeds. I took it more for the social media aspect of it all, and how to build your brand on the social media aspect of it. Uh, that hold on, I have it in my desk here. What he said. Uh, the uh steam yard uh stream yard uh to be able to stream all your platforms into one thing i thought that was big um how to really promote your brand to get a following um and not only just be stuck in making seeds but build your brand so you can sell merch and you can sell and then you could use some of that money into fund other projects art clothing whatever else he's got his hands in. Uh, and also, didn't he do some charity work too? Was he saying he did charity work? Something? I can't remember. I'm um, pretty stoned. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't I don't remember that 100%, but... Um, I think that was after think, after the uh, the talk, when we talked to him afterwards. Yeah. I think he was talking about some of the... Some, he does some charity work too, or he has done in the past. So he took some of his ideas and, and used it in some other things. So which I think is really dope that... Um, he branched out. Yeah, right. And yeah, he's, uh, he's a huge example of that. You yeah, know, he does a lot of cool different stuff, and um, he's live most Saturdays or a lot of Saturdays, and he's on a ton of platforms at the same time. And he figured out how to put all that together, and has super cool merch and like the whole even the UFO. I think choosing a name like that is huge because you can do so much fun and different stuff with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think, you know, being creative and having fun, he's just, he's a prime example of all that. Yeah, it was, it, the conversation during the show was amazing. I talked to him a little bit before the show, 
of like 10 minutes. And then after the show, we got to really talk, talk for yeah. about, we talked for like another 45 minutes. For a long time. Yeah. Which we should have recorded it all. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Cause it was actually really good. The convo was spot on and uh, we were laughing, fucking getting baked again. And uh, I, I enjoyed it because he smoked during the show too, you know, uh, which makes me happy when people smoke during the show, like us. Uh, I know that everybody does, you know, we had people smoke before the show. We had people smoke after the show when we, you know, did a, a, a toke together and I get it. You know, it's not always easy to do this kind of stuff baked. It's not to hold a, to hold a conversation on what your what your expertise is or what your experiences are. It's not always easy to do a stoned, and especially if you're not a if you're not a uh, if you're not a talker, an everyday talker. You know, you talk to plants every day. That's that's yeah. and what did the UFO say? He gets along better with plants than he does with humans, right? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. plants are way nicer usually. <laughs> they don't yell at you. They yell at you in a different way. They might, they, they yeah. might fucking their leaves might go down if they're pissed at you, but that's about it. You know, you yeah. just gotta show them a little love. They're right back at Your you. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I, I uh, to to learn that that aspect of the after shows, you know, getting this, getting that mentorship time too. Because don't forget, I'm new, so to me, I'm I'm taking a lot of this all in. You know, to have him stay on and get baked with us and bullshit more. You know, uh, standing with like I'm going to mention somebody that's been on uh, 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 Humminbird Hills. We what we talked to we talked to him for like two hours after the show. We probably could have yeah. recorded that too, you know, <laughs> and it would have been fun, you know, to release that at another date, you know. But yeah. the after shows, we we like Terp Fiend and and Straight A Genetics and and Magic and all the people we have had on and all the guests we've had on, you know, uh, the other breeders. F- f- uh, Magic Beans, Alabrije, we've had to share some time with him. You know, it's been, it's, it's, to me, it's, it's, uh, I don't take it lightly, let's just say. And I'm very humbled that I get to spend quality time with these folks, uh, these breeders and growers, and even the ones that aren't, like Rachel from Deep Roots and, uh, and, uh, uh, Riley, Riley and, and Eric and Riley and, and uh and Lance and and Aiden, right? John Aiden too, you know. Yeah, John yeah, John. He has a nice garden too. I don't t- yeah, he does. I've seen some pictures. I don't take any of this for granted. They 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 I am a nobody. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just a dude that, that likes to talk to people and learn and get educated and help other people get educated. So to have all these dope ass breeders on and and you too or i'll never forget you either so because oh, you too you know you've met you either, <laughs> but these breeders on the show is something special and they're taking yeah. their time out of their gardens to be to give an hour of time to people who listen and then also to spend some time with you and i uh afterwards you know and don't forget they're not only just doing one show most of them have done three uh yeah. Fiend has done four so they're not only just giving one show they're giving three to four shows yeah that's they're giving three to four hours of their time when yeah, and, and that to some people some people would pay that person a lot of money because of their experience of what they do yeah they're sharing that knowledge um that's what i'm getting at dude, that's it's, uh the biggest, the best part of what the cannabis community was, 
Um, and it is, you know, it is still if you're in the right niches and, and with the right people, but it used to be that. If you were interested in learning, you had to go to the places and sometimes it maybe you felt a little weird or talked about tomatoes. Um, but you could go and you could learn and people were like excited to share kind of thing. Um, and, and I know earlier it probably wasn't like that, but for me, like when I first started growing, what I, what I say, you know, professionally, which would be like a, a large part of like my income or how I live day to day, um, like 2015 ish. And it was, I was catching like the back end of that. Like people wanted to share, you know, and it was, it was awesome. And I, a lot of, there's so much money in, in it now. And there's so much, I don't know if you say politics or whatever you want to call it. There's so many secrets, quote unquote. And I'm not talking shit about anything. I'm just saying, um, sharing, it's awesome. And all these people are awesome. And all these people we know, you know, like it's, we don't have, I think we were talking like, we haven't had a single guest that we haven't followed for a while, collected, been personal friends with, um, been a fan of their product, like something was there first, you know? It's cool that so many of them has agreed to come and talk with us. Yeah, it's great. And if you look at it this way, if you put everything, these last three three episodes and the one with Terp together, and then all the other Grow Hour episodes together, you basically have everything. You have the best cheat sheet ever. <laughs> you know, you have you have the best cheat sheet. You have. We're giving you the cliff notes, right? We we, we yeah. I mean, t- to do this, we put you on a path. You know, uh. Uh, to be able to breed, but also be able to grow in a, in, in a nice little wrapping, you know, uh, and not only just uh, not just us talking, we've bought some phenomenal people on the show atmosphere, IPM. I mean, not just uh, not just us talking about it. We yeah. brought some people that were professionals in their field. Yeah, super cool. I mean, we threw a couple other different things at you, though. You know, we threw Riley at you. Something just to, just to, so it's not, a, you know, something different. You should check her out because she's doing a, uh, a testing right now. We I just it's saw really it, too. Cool. So, yeah, to research. For, uh, it's free to go on. I think you sign up. You're looking for like a 1,000 people or something like that. So, but there's been cannabis research done in the past, of course. But this is something new because we don't know what we don't know. So I think it's awesome. So hopefully that she gets the research so you know that I know Mrs. Weeman was advocating for her and and helping her out too. So I mean, if you look at it this way, we put it to you in a nice Christmas box with a bow. It says please open if you want to learn. Yeah. And we did this in 40 42 episodes. Nice. 41 episodes. 42 episodes. 42. This is 42. Yeah. When we started, we started with doing one a month, and now we're doing one. We we were going to say we're only going to do one a month, and now we're doing one a week. <laughs> yeah. It's so much fun, man. It's been so much fun, and it's humbling, and it's super cool that other people want to be a part of it. And uh, learning has been has been badass. Learning everything, and uh, it's been it's been a fucking it's been fun. Yeah, we covered a lot, and, and and here's the thing: like, where do we go? Where do we go from here? <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. Where do we go next? And we have. Uh, more burping in the bags coming, you know. Yeah. Uh, we have more roundtables coming, and then we put together another 20, 30 more episodes going into next year. So, like, I was thinking about this like yesterday when uh when you were cutting fucking 
buds for hash. <laughs> we, yeah. we skipped we skipped Monday. We usually record on Monday, and uh, Big Earl had a project he had to work on, so uh, we skipped Monday. And I was bummed. I was bummed last night. I probably and Mrs. Weem was like, "What's wrong with you? You're in a funk." I'm like, "I'm fucking and yeah, I'm in a funk right now." She goes, "I know why you're mad." I go, "Why?" I go, I, "I'm not mad. I'm just in a funk." She goes, "Why?" I said, "She goes, I know why." I said, "Why?" She goes, "Because you're not recording." I with Big Earl. I said, "Shut up." <laughs> I got out. I got off the table and I left. <laughs> we, I mean, it's every it's a Monday night thing. It's, it's, it's a Sunday. Sunday night at eight o'clock is fucking podcast smoke session practice, and then Monday at eight o'clock we well nine o'clock your time we record you know so I mean so just put it this way we did this all before Christmas of twenty of of twenty twenty three so now that if you've been listening and you don't have any gross stuff now you can ask Santa or whatever you believe in you know uh, the spaghetti monster that comes and delivers Christmas. I don't know, whatever. Oh, you saw the nightmare before Christmas. And, and so maybe in 3d, so maybe uh Skellington will come and deliver some gross stuff, but you saw a, something that I never knew. So I know there's a lot of people that I know that are huge nightmare before Christmas watchers. They, I mean, I've seen people with beautiful tattoos, but you taught me something and this is a spoiler. So, if you, so, Turn your ears off for a second if you were going to go see the movie in 3D or you haven't seen it. But and I've never seen this because I've seen a lot of the uh, the uh, uh, dog. What's the dog's name again? I forgot. I'm stoned. I think it, it's Spike or something. No, I, don't. I can't remember. <laughs> we're gonna get I yelled at by name. people by the by the true by the true. Uh, but the nose, right? Yes. What did you see in the nose? So this is a 3D big screen, super cool. I was expecting like a few things to pop out. This whole freaking movie was 3D. It was really, really cool. And I'd never realized before the nose is a jack-o'-lantern. His nose that lights the way, uh, it's a jack-o'-lantern. I always thought it was just like a red glowing nose. And it was I supposed to be like, I always thought it was because uh, it was supposed to be Rudolph. And the name keeps on popping. The name of that dog keeps on popping in my head. And I, it comes in and comes out so fast that I can't remember it. It's driving me crazy. Begins with an, uh, does it begin with an R? Anyway, I cannot believe there was a fucking pumpkin jack o' lantern face in there. It makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. If I never zero was a zero, name. zero. That's it. Zero. All right, I'm looking up. Yes. So I knew it was something like when an R or something like razor or zero or something. I knew it was that. I just it kept on popping in my brain and going out like that, like. Boom, boom. But I cannot, I've never, I have to watch this now or look at pictures and kind of like open the, the picture up more till you get to his nose. It's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. I never, I never noticed it either. There was, there was a lot of stuff that I never noticed before and a lot of just really, really cool stuff. Poppy in 3D was, was great. Poppy in 3D was great, especially when you got to, um, uh, the scary part when, uh, Santa Claus was captured and that, and that whole thing, the colored, the trippy, ass, yeah, and the trippy colors. I bet yeah. you in 3D. It was cool. Did you do mushrooms and and go to that? You know, it was, we almost always have a little bit of something, and we didn't. And like you were sitting there, man, this would have this would have been the one. You know, we already, you know, like, but no, we we didn't. But it was it was still really really cool. I bet no, hundred percent. I mean, you were probably stoned too, so I mean, it was great. But to see that in three D with especially that oogie boogie uh, yeah. scene, you know, with all the different colors and and that neon like black light neon dude would have been trippy as fuck yeah it was, so. it was popping at you <laughs> so uh special food for making seeds yeah we didn't really that was one thing we went over and we were like what didn't we cover like there's a ton of stuff we didn't cover um but maybe that we aren't qualified to cover 
or if the information's not out there, you know, we, how are we going to talk about the exact nutrients, this and that, but, um, what we can say, so I've brought up before that I've heard boron was needed, extra boron was needed to make seeds. I haven't been able to find that source since I said that. So I, I could, I, I've listened to probably four or five different hours and fast forward through this and that, just trying to look for this one. Cause I was pretty sure I knew where it was and I didn't find it. But what we did find was basically an article that, that claimed running your plants on a vegetative um, food, which is, which is a uh, higher nitrogen and a lower potassium or uh, phosphorus usually um, generally grows a better seed is what uh we got it off of cannabis business times um, and that's what they claim. Um, and that's really, there's not very much information out there on the exact food like that is made up of your seeds. We know there's funguses and bacteria in the food or uh, in the seeds. Um, and if you grow it, if you make them organically for sure. Um, and we know the seeds need, you know, all the food that the plant needs, but as far as like, honing in a special nutrient i don't know i've never seen those studies so um besides running it like like veg um i would say with food you just kind of keep it the same keep try to keep everything the same i do know you know the more light it can get the more healthy it can be the bigger fatter your seeds are going to be so you know but yeah it was kind of odd man you think we'd have a little bit more information on that and maybe i just wasn't looking in the right spots but i, I gave it a nice look online hmm. and uh no. There might be somebody out there that might know, you know, yeah. maybe a, a, a not maybe a cannabis gardener, you know, or yeah. maybe or seeds in might general, be, you know, yeah. somebody who knows about just seeds in general. That's actually but, fucking really good for a show. Yeah, should we like write that down? Yeah. Um, an, another thing that we never talked about, I don't remember talking about, um, was foliaring with seeds, um. I still get I we did briefly t touch base on on the on 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 these um right uh on spraying with the seeds I think we like, kind of did but not like briefly it was never like yeah you've touched well, on a lot of shit but I was reading that yeah. it's like I, I was reading that earlier I was like yes but we have in little little bits like of the process but never banged sure. banged it out Well I would I would just say don't don't spray uh, if you're trying to grow seeds, that's all I'd say with that. Um, but, but yeah, um, you would be conscious of it. We never talked about that. Like if you spray anything you, you, while you have seeds in there, that humidity, you never know what it's going to do with the flower. So were you talking about the filial? I think so. I'm pretty sure. Generation. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's no, I, <laughs> we never, we didn't go over in this segment. I don't think the F1, F2, F3 and all that. No, and that still confused the hell out of me. Like, I, I kind of know because you did a really good job explaining it a lot many episodes ago. And we've had other people on that have, like, always talk about F1s and F2s, but they don't go into, like, full detail what they are. They just say, oh, I turn this and this is my F6, you know. So, but yeah. it's always good for people to, like, re-understand this because they hear it all the time on our show and probably other shows they listen to and some people aren't breeders they just listen to the show because they like to learn and you know about other things so not everybody always remembers what the f how do you pronounce it again filials filial filials yeah. and that's part Filial. of the f1 f2 f3 right kind yeah, of f stands for yeah okay exactly. and, f and you said filial stands for generation 
basically yeah that's it's another word for the gener first generation second generation third generation um and to be able to advance the generation you have to have so you need you know two first generations to make a second generation two second generations to make a third generation you know and that's all that's saying so if you have an f1 it's the first cross you have one strain cross to another strain that's the f1 of that cross and when you take a donor and uh, a hosting plant of that exact generation that f1 and f1 you create the f2 so if you feminize still an f2 um, if it goes to the same plant now if you feminize a plant to its exact self then you talk about an s1 where that's selfing so um, but as far as like generation on generation, um, you can build that up. And I've, I've heard contra contradictions um, about what actual, you know, generation or, or you know, F6, F7. Um, an I, heard someone, line. I heard someone on a show say they had like an F9. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Though You can go way, way, you know, I think Terp goes way deep. Um, I know a lot of readers <laughs> do. Um, and, and he does that to chase certain traits, um, and to reestablish those traits is what I, what I would assume. And I'm sure I don't want to speak for him, you know, um, but he has very strong dominant plants because of that, you know, um, but there's always this interbred line IBL. And I've heard people talk about, you know, F6, F7, it becomes an interbred line. Um, and all that is saying, so if you see something with IBL on it, all they're saying is they took it far enough for it to be their own thing. Hmm. So if you see sour diesel IBL, really what that means is the, the most important part about that is who made it because that's the person who took it th those that many generations to make it different from the original hmm. or to stabilize it the way that they wanted to. Um, and so that's all that that is. Gotcha. Now I'm sure people don't use it like that and I'm sure you know, I know there's always controversy about everything, but I'm always, I've always been aware, like the, the, the seventh generation, you know, sixth, seventh generation, when you can really stabilize an attribute of a plant that's different than. And that's taking two, two F6s to get yeah. to that F7. F7, yeah. Okay. Because if you took a different, if you took an F1 to the F6, technically you'd be back crossing it, which. It, it would be a much more close, but a back cross is taking one, which an F1 to an F6, I don't even know if that's back crossing. Now we're getting this stuff I don't even know, like an F5 to an F6 maybe. But uh, when you back cross, you're taking one plant and you're and a one half of it back to itself. So if you have like a, a purple-blue plant, right? We'll do it in colors. A purple-blue plant and you cross it back to the purple plant, it would be a purple back cross. Um, and so what you do there is if you're looking for the purple trait, then you know that you're reinstilling it. So you can say, well, I really love this flavor, but I want a better size. So I'm going to cross this to a really big hazy plant or something. You know, I want to, I want to add a couple weeks onto this to let it finish out its flavors, to let it produce more cannabinoids. And I want it to get bigger, fluffier. I don't want these are really small, dense buds, but I love the flavor. Well, you can cross that to a big, fluffy plant, and then cross it back to the flavor plant, mm -hmm. and you can reinstill the flavor 
into a plant that's already got a lot of that flavor and hope that you can line things up. So say that F1 you had was the flowery, big, big, beautiful, fluffy nugs, but the F6 was the flavor you were looking for. So you back crossed that into that F1 because you want the fluffier nugs, but with that taste. So that would be a BX then or a BC? So talking about the same filial, I might be out of my element because F F1 to F6, there might be something different going on there. Gotcha. But if, if uh, theoretically, you know, half of the plant has to be, you're, you're reinstilling at least half that plant back into it. Okay. So um, if you were talking about that um, outside of that same generation, for sure. Inside that same generation, there might be something deeper there. I think so, you know, um, but do I don't want to speak do out. People, do people do that quite often? I mean, just to test. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And is it, is it a sought after type of seed? Cause people found this cross back cross that they did that might be better than the, than what they originally tried to make it into. It, I don't, I'm just asking, I'm being, I'm being retarded maybe, but I don't know. No, I, I don't. dude. It's we've talked about it before for sure. Yeah. Uh, I know it's so much about the breeder because it's like, if you trust this breeder and this breeder has a focus and there's there, then you know, they're doing it for a purpose. Ask them. Hey, why did you back cross this? I guarantee they know. You know, why did you? And if they don't know, then that's a real indication. But like, um, oh, what, so what What did you back? You know, why did you back cross the stanky haze? You know, let's say I, I take, because I did have a whole stanky haze line. And I have some of those original stanky haze plants. And I'm like, man, I really love this stanky haze. But it's a 10-week plant. And I want to develop this for um, the other side of this market. And they need eight-week plants. So I start crossing for only that attribute, you know, gotcha. I could make my cross back, cross it back to my haze and know I'm going to pull more haze out of it um, in my back cross, you know, and you can do that with F2s also, you know, when you F2, what you're really doing is, is hunting uh, grand, a lot of grandparents. You get a, a huge increase of like the possible, um, your possible expressions because a lot of the grandparents will come out in your F2s. So if you get across, say you really want to strain, say you really want Gorilla Glue, but you can't find, Gorilla Glue 4 was a clone only, so you can't find only Gorilla Glue seeds. Take a Gorilla Glue cross, pop a pack, take a male and a female, put them together. In that F2 series, after those seeds you get, through that F2 series, you should be able to pull out a, a, something pretty close to the original Gorilla Glue. Um, I mean, you might have to hunt a lot to find the four exactly or something like real close to that, but you should be able to go back through there and hunt out some gorilla glue because, it was, you know, it, it, that's how the, that, those, those punnant squares are, I did, I'm not, I'm not scientific with it. That's how it all adds up though. That's how it all, how it all winds out. Gotcha. Uh, I've done that before. You know, I've done that where I've been like, I want to pull this other plant out of this. Um, it I like it. Possibilities. I like getting all the different flavors, all di the same strain, but the different numbers. It makes me excited that you're reaching for something, and I yeah. and I and I enjoy it because the people I sample out, I'm like, well, this is the, his nine, this is his ten, this is his eleven. What do you get? And I I I get different smells, of course, because I don't the shitty taste buds. But um, people who smoke it, though, like I could see they're like, oh, this has this, and I don't. I let them smell it first, and then I say, okay, now smoke this one first, okay. And then I wrote, then give them a little bit, come back. Let's do the 10. Let's do the 11. You know, it was, it's fun. It's fun letting yeah. people explore different, the same strain, just different 
I guess, lineage from that strain? Or what would you call that? They're, they're sisters, theoretically. Okay. Like, same exact... Oh, you get the child genetic. of sisters. Ah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, the <laughs> So, when you have the 9, the 10, 11, they're all the exact same crosses. They all have the same genetic possibility, or, or maybe possibility isn't the right word, but they, they have the exact same genetic makeup. Um, they just, just have different expressions. There and it is. That's just ultimately to... why I had to go organic. Uh, I had to, I have to have a large organic presence in my garden for me, because in order for me to see all these expressions the best, I mean, it just allows me to see them the best. Really, when I have all this organics thrown in there, when I was doing salt, there's nothing wrong with salts. I've, I've had a lot of great salt wheat. When I was just salt, I wasn't getting like it was really hard for me to find keepers sometimes because it's like these are these are all three exactly the same hmm. when i have the all the organic in there and i get the full expressions you get all that well this one smells like this but this one smokes like this but this one feels like this and you get all these differences in the exact sisters you know the 9 10 and 11 are, can all be you know maybe all they all smell the same or maybe they all look the same but they have different effects or you know like you can find these differences um and i'm not shitting on anybody's grow technique that's just me and what I found that I needed in my garden. Yeah, that's what works for you. You're your own garden. <laughs> and but, that's not, but that's also years of, of development, years of learning, years of growing, years of finding what works for you. Yeah, I only run side by sides. So it's like, I'm, I, I, that's my most exciting part of those hunts for me is being like, oh, look how little difference these, these are. Um, and it's nice when you can find just little differences because then you have a pretty stable um, expression wise at least a pretty stable strain it's still you know, fun it's see somebody that you get the same thing it's crazy because when I, I was rolling some joints for people and i said would you like to try the the gg4 i have some nugs left it's still crazy how people's eyes light up for that strain yeah and especially when they smell that one though too <laughs> that one's held onto its terps really well for me also i i i, I got like four nugs left and i'm just savoring those right now because yeah. That's it. He ain't no more. She gone. She gone. Well, the GG4 Stanky Hayes are coming around. And uh, hey, maybe we'll F2 him and pull that GG4 back out just like mm, we were talking. There it is. So what's the point? What's the point of it all? The point of it all is to be able to... Everything in life, we're so... All of us are so put onto like this regiment for everyone. But everything's so personal. How you live your day-to-day life, how you eat, how you exercise, how you express yourself, how you feel other people's expressions. Everything's so different. And the point of all this is just to find those differences and the differences that, that mesh with you and to create something for yourself. I know making seeds is for every, you know, for everybody, right? But if you're to me, this whole personalized of it, this is what works for me. People are gonna be there for it. Cause it's going to work for somebody else too. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, finding going with your passion, I love this. So I'm going to do it. Not this is the hot cut. So I'm going to do it. I, I, there's nothing. I'm not, hus- I'm not hating on anybody's hustle. I love following hot cuts too. Usually they're pretty nice. Um, but I, I really love making seeds that I can like follow lineage through, you know? Yeah. And if you, you know, the point is though too, is, this was just for you if you just want to do it at home for yourself so you don't have to fucking buy seeds again. Sure. You know, if you just you learned because you wanted to just do it to not have to worry about buying seeds anymore. 
Well, you just got you just got the whole enchilada, which would have you know in one little fucking wrapped up package like that. Yeah. It's right here. So this might you might not care about making money at this, and you might not care about like starting a business out of this, but you like now have the knowledge to never have to buy a seat again. <laughs> Ever. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you take it that way. Sure. Absolutely. You know? So and it, it, yeah, I, I totally agree. And that's so great. It would be great if we could do that with all of our food. Yeah. Between learning yeah, how to clone your weed. Well, between between how to learn I mean you have to buy the initial seeds first, but once you get going, I mean yeah. you can we we taught you how to clone. If you don't want to worry about starting from seed, taught you how to clone, you know, too. So now you have the knowledge to clone, you can just fucking keep on going. Find a mother plant that you like that we talked about. We had some people talk about. Find a mother that you like. Yeah, find three or four mothers of strains that work for you. I like variety. So I haven't never grown the same strain twice, except for this Lebanese Landry strain, but that's because the first ones were males. So, (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? I've never grown the same strain twice because I, I, I enjoy trying different stuff. And there's some strains out there that I love, that I grew, that I have seeds for that I'll be able to grow again. But there's, I just, I keep on reaching for the next great taste, next great flavor. Oh, this sounds good. Oh, this sounds good. Oh, this one sounds fun. So I, I like, I've never grown a Lebanese Landry strain. I think it's in bigger. And I talked to him. He's like, you're going to, it's a lot of fun. I'm like, good. I'm looking forward to a fun strain, you know, yeah. um, especially and, it's mixed, it's mixed with chilled wine haze too, which yeah. is a great daytime strain for me. And I love smoking that during the day and a lot with the Lebanese Landry's. This can be a great daytime smoke, which I don't have a lot of. I grow a lot of a lot of down nighttime stuff, you know, evening stuff. So, um, so and that's the, the best part of that grow too, because that Lebanese land race by itself was not a super fun. Um, it was very just goofy. Like it was a plant that like it would be cool if it was growing in your fence or something, <laughs> but like in taking up room in the garden, it's like holy shit. It was like, but it was very terpy. So. Nice. It's a I'm really looking fun. forward. It's a, I, I, yeah, I have a lot of fun with it. I'm looking forward to it. So, I'm looking forward to our next episode. Me and, too. And I've been. I, everybody knows Mr. Weedman talks a lot about hash. Hash from when I smoked in the in the late '80s. Hash that I smoked in the '90s. Hash that I got a lot of in the '90s and had some fun with. Uh, I like hash a lot. I don't smoke a lot of other concentrates. Um, just not a fan. Uh, it's just never been my thing. It's nothing wrong with it. If you like that, I'm not a, uh, and Beryl and I have had these talks with other people. I'm not a big uh, butane. I, I'm very sensitive to butane. So uh, all the years I smoke cigarettes. So I can taste butane and something and smell it. And uh, so to me, I like the old school fashion way they make it, the pound and ground, beat that shit, press it, beat it, press it. You know, uh, nowadays is different. And some of the hash that I've seen people doing nowadays is fucking delicious yeah. delicious i mean the, everything. the smells the taste of the, the smoke the high is exactly what i like because it doesn't just it doesn't punch you in the face and get you get you in the head you know this is a such a smooth just nice high and you ride it and you come down nicely I, 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 on Saturdays is my hash day. I smoke a lot of hash on If I, if I smoked hash every, I, I wish I, I wish I, I mean, I could, but, uh, smoke hash every day, but I choose not to because I like it way too much, yeah. especially the stuff I've been getting. And, uh, I'm super stoked 
to have uh, Wolfman Jack on. I'm calling him Wolfman Jack because yeah. I don't know. I'm showing my age. Wolfman Jack is an old radio DJ from like the 50s. And uh, he had a voice like this. Yeah, this is Wolfman Jack here on Power 96 <laughs> throwing at you. And he, he played bebop like 50s bebop music which i grew up on because of my parents i loved it you know and he had this voice like jazz that's wolfman jack what's going on (laughs) so look up wolfman jack so that's what i'm gonna call him uh i should call him wolfman hash (laughs) wolfman hash Hash. uh uh, so that's what i'll probably call him on the show so look him up uh but uh it's a hash introduction so it's not going to be the first ep- the first to last episode on hash i i think everyone learning how to do their own hash too is going to be kind of fun um this episode is an introduction to it and i have a lot of questions uh i'm super stoked to learn more about this new school hash that i've seen been made uh, uh i've seen it live i've taken videos of it it's amazing to watch it's an art that is an art form hash making is an art form especially the process that they have to do to get they have to put so much to get so little but to be able to make it the way it tastes the way it smells the way it smokes the way it looks creamy hard i like the good nice creaminess like a a good whipped butter yeah you know uh stick to your fingers yeah it's just uh yeah the stuff you're seeing you know so i mean you're gonna hopefully wolfman hash (laughs) <laughs> imagine if he talks like that too it'd be kind of funny <laughs> yeah. I'll, let him, I'll tell him some of the videos so he can, he can practice yeah, tell, tell him. <laughs> no it'd be yeah. funny man if he does come on and talk like that and he throws on some old 50s bebop music so yeah. um jams <laughs> but it, it's gonna be cool because we'll be able to do it's gonna be an intro so we'll have like all the, I feel like there's a lot of these places, uh, and I'm not even big in dispensaries and stuff, but a lot of the stuff I see likes to throw words around, like live or cured or, you know, and sometimes that stuff can mean, you know, some, some people can just call something live that's been frozen for a long time. Yeah. What's the difference between so, resin and rosin? You know, yeah, people get confused like that. on that. Yeah. We'll do all that stuff. We'll, you know, we'll do difference on the butanes and the alcohol extractions and the non-solvent extractions and i know he has like a big badass press um, but i know he's also like worked with solvents too so um we should be able to do cover some of that stuff really nicely for people to at least maybe make a more educated decision if they're in a dispensary yeah 100 percent. i'm stoked i i'm i'm looking forward to this episode man because i i i mean i've been i i've been ripping like i said saturday is my hash day and i've been ripping fucking hash from noon till i go to bed and i sleep great i sleep better on hash than i do on edibles and i do on flour nice just yeah i do one i do one last big rip before i go to sleep and nights i smoke hash i don't need to take an edible to to for before bed i just like i said i take that last big rip and like 15 minutes later i'm knocked off and i don't want to wake up <laughs> it's that's nice, how good yeah. that's when you know it's good you know that's when you know you get all the terps and all the flav- flavonoids and esters and you get all the cannabinoids in there and you're just getting everything you love it's just oh i have i can't wait i have a lot of questions about ke- how do you store hash too you know i'm looking forward to that also so i, yeah, I whipping hope- it and stuff like and all that stuff like your ties yeah it's really cool episode yeah I'm, I'm excited to have wolfman hash on so uh bigger up my brother another banger man yeah, a lot of fun, dude. Yeah, I love when sometimes it's just nice to be you and I. You know, yeah. you and I. 
We'll make it last. <laughs> we'll, we'll show everybody how to make some hash. And what else do you got to do, big girl? To get that hash perfect, though, in that grow phase, Joe, to get there, what do you need to do? Well, we should probably save it for Wolfman. But one thing I can tell you is that if you're not using Calmag for the hash, uh, if you're not using Calmag for the seeds, um, or really for everything, uh, you should try it. You should try it out and let us know. What's the Everybody out there in the world, don't forget your cow mag. Peace! Check out our cannabis lifestyle brand online at 8decades.com. Our custom smokes and accessories are perfect for your coffee table, bedroom nightstand, or kitchen counter. They're designed for you to show them off. The Canon community is also loving our hemp and cotton blend t-shirts, sweatshirts, scarves, and hats. Finished off with our 8 Decades logo. We've got some awesome long-lasting goods that will be your favorite for years to come. Eight decades, because a ninth decade of cannabis prohibition isn't acceptable.